Okay, I want you to tell me what you did last week. Who's the king? Belshazzar. Right. Belshazzar. And what did he do? He had a feast. Yep. And what did he use in the feast? He used the golden cups from the temple. And he did what with them? More than that. Oh. Um, praise, hold on, let me find this specific. There's a reason he's in trouble. Praised what? The God of gold, the God of silver, the God of wood, any God he could think of. Except for the right God. So he sees what? He sees a hand writing on the wall that says, Mene, Mene, Tickle. Mene, Mene, Tickle, you farset, which means? Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Mene, Mene means weigh, Tickle, and you farset. You've been weighed, you've been in a balance and a scale, and you came up short, and you farted, you lost, you came up short. So the hand says, what? What's gonna happen? Because chapter five is entirely different from chapter six. Something drastic changes. You know what it is. It's in what you just got written on the wall. All right? Hand wrote, you were found wanting, you came up short. And so, what happens? What happens to him? He gets murdered. He dies, why? Because the people invaded. How'd they get in? Uh, they went through the water. Well, no one was guarding the gates. They, and then they, they dug a rerouted the water and then they went under the yeah. It's one of the most genius military maneuvers of all human history. They're digging a big trench out there and everybody's laughing in Babylon. <laughs> digging a ditch. Look at those dummies. They're going to ditch. And what they do is they reroute the Euphrates River, which runs under the wall. Now, they weren't stupid, left a big hole under the wall. So they had gates under the water. So at night, you close these gates along the bottom of the river, and you can't get through. Otherwise, somebody would have swam through years ago. But somebody, because they're having a party, forgot to close the gates. And so he sees the gates are open, the guy on the outside, reroutes the river, knocks a hole basically in the ditch. The river flows in a different direction. They march through the open gates. They take a city with 300 feet walls. Now look at that steeple out there. How tall is that? 
It's 90 feet to the top. So the walls of Babylon are more than three times higher than that steeple. That's a big, big wall. Huge wall. Nobody can get there. They wouldn't have been able to get there until airplanes were made. That's how secure it was. Nobody would have ever got in except for Belshazzar is having a big old party and they forget to lock the gate. And God says to him, tonight, I checked you out. You came up wanting, you came up short. You die today. And who's out there? Anybody know who's out there? Who's, Belshazzar is the king of what? Babylon. And so far in the book of Daniel, <coughs> everything has to do with being in Babylon. The whole thing is about Babylon, all right? And now, tonight, yeah, the people who come under the wall is a, it's the Persian Empire, which is two kingdoms added together, the Medes and the Persians. Cyrus, he's a Persian, he's out there under the wall and opens Babylon by taking it. All right. His partner in crime, not in crime, he's running the place, is Darius the Mede. So you got Cyrus the Persian goes under the wall of Babylon, Darius the Mede. Some people think he's related, which could be. And uh, he is now the leader of Babylon, actually. Babylon's a big city. One of the great cities in the history of the world. It has one of the <coughs> seven great wonders of the ancient world. Who knows what that is? Historians. Seven wonders of the ancient world in Babylon. What was that? Anybody know? What? In Babylon. What? What? No. What it is, is called the Hanging Gardens. Nebuchadnezzar made gardens two and three stories high, which means you build out a rock a whole second story, and you build out a rock a whole third story, and you carry dirt up there, and you turn it into a garden two or three stories high. One of the wonders of the ancient world. But Babylon's a fabulous place. So they took it without fighting for it, walked under the wall and took it. So they're going to operate now inside of Babylon. <coughs> and there's a guy there who they meet. So let's look at Daniel chapter 5. Chapter 5. Verse 30, And that night was Belshazzar, the king of Chaldeans, slain. And Darius the Median, or the Mede, took the kingdom, being about threescore and two years old. So he, uh, 62 years old, takes over. All right, start reading at verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Six, two. And over these 
that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Daniel preferred that the presidents and princes Okay, so uh, Darius the Mede sets up his kingdom. He's got 120 different properties, different lands all around the area, and each one gets a governor, right? It's kind of like this United States. We've got 50 states, we've got a governor in each state, all right? But over those, he puts three leaders. And what's their job? These 120 answer to those three. What's their job? What does it say? It says, princes might give account to them that the king should have no damage. What does he mean, accounts? What do you got in your account? Money. There's money in your account, right? King's got money in his accounts. These guys are turning in what? Taxes. That's what governments do. They make taxes and they're watching to make sure everything, all the accounts come and nobody's stealing any money. And there's three leaders, and the main leader is put there is Daniel. How do you suppose he got to be in charge? Smart, yeah. More than that. Well, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar had put him in charge of everything. And the night that they came under the wall, Belshazzar, who's not smart, he's stupid. All right. So it happens with government sometimes. He's kind of stupid. And, uh, uh, he says, well, what's the handwriting on the wall? Who interprets it? Daniel comes in and says, here's what God said about you. Bang, you're dead. So pretty soon, through the doors, comes Darius and Cyrus, Medes and Persians. We're here. What's that writing on a wall? Well, here's what happened. Daniel read the writing and told him, who you're about to kill, that this was his last day. And he's right, you're about to kill him, they kill him, he's right, he says, you're a smart guy, Daniel, you're with us from now on. So Daniel put in charge, and he says he thought he put him in charge of the whole kingdom. The whole kingdom. Wow. <coughs> There's not many people in government that's smart anymore. Here we go, verse 4. wrong with us, right? They look at Daniel. What's he doing? He does this and that. Everything he does is perfect. Everything he does is perfect. So how does he get to be that way? Well, he's very wise. And who made him wise? 
God. God made him very wise. Which is unusual. You don't find people like that. How many people in the Bible are like that? Where they never said they did anything wrong. There's one, of course, Jesus. All right, we know that. There's two more. Who are they? There's Daniel. He's one. The other one is Joseph. Oh, Elijah. Well, he did something wrong. Yeah. He got depressed and ran away. He said, kill me, God. I'm sick of it. So, <laughs> which is not a good thing. But it's his excuse for it, but it's not a good all right, so there's only two, and Daniel's one of these guys who never did anything wrong. Very unusual to be that wise. And so they said, let's see if we can find something wrong with them. But what do you call that? These guys, 122, because two of these guys are in on it, okay? These guys say, find something wrong. Why do they do that? What is it that makes them try to find something wrong? Politics. Politics. It's called politics. If you're in power, I want to get you out of power. You're smart, that's how you got there. I don't care, I'm gonna destroy you any way I can. And that's what happens in politics, and that's a real common thing. And it uh, happens among just plain old people. We got a lady over here who's running for a judge. People are saying things about her that aren't very nice. That happens. It happens in politics. If you're gonna be in politics, expect people to kick you. Kick you and kick you, say anything they can think of. And so they can't find anything. Next verse, verse five. Okay, so the only thing we can do, he's got this religious side. He's religious. And he follows that God of his. And maybe we can figure something out with that. Keep going, verse 6. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius the Turkey. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains had consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for, for 30 days, save of, save of the O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it will not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which alterneth not. Where, wherefore, King Darius signed the writing under the decree. Okay, so uh, they go to King Darius and say, look, look, look. 
you're the big shot around here. So let's make a, a one month rule. It's only last one month that anybody praise anybody but you ask anything that you uh, we're going to throw in the line. Good deal? Yeah, that's a good deal. I'll take that. And it's in the law of the Medes and the Persians. Now here's another thing in politics. <laughs> they said our laws are perfect. If we make a law, it's perfect. So once we sign a law and agree to it, can't go back on it because everything we do is perfect. Anything wrong with that? Oh yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. Nobody can say everything I do is perfect, but why do you think he agreed to that? Not Daniel, but Darius. Why did he agree to that? If somebody came to you and said, everything you do is perfect, would you do this for me? You get a big head. You gotta have a new hat because your head gets so big you can't put a hat on. They put your new hat on your new head and say, I'm perfect. Let's make a law that says I'm perfect. And that's exactly what they did. They made a rule that all our laws are perfect. We never make a bad one. So he's just signed this law because his head is all swelled up. Anybody that doesn't say preach or pray to me is dead. Verse 10. Alright, 
clever political maneuver. A win. Daniel has been thrown in the lion's den. Now what makes the lion's den so dangerous? More than that. They're hungry. They didn't feed them. So they keep them hungry. So whenever something comes in, they eat it. All right. So we can throw people in there all the time and uh, they'll just get eaten. So we got these lions. And lions are one of the most expert killers that God ever made. And so they toss them in the lion's den. Now, what does Darius do? He tries to save I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. Is there some legal way to get out of it? He's got all his lawyers working all day. It's one of your laws. You signed it. It's done. There's nothing you can do other than to say you weren't right. But we're not going to allow that. So he's got to die. Daniel goes in line. So the politicians won, right? <laughs> Looks like politics beat him. Let me ask you a question. If there was a law like that, would you pray in front of the window? <laughs> exactly. No. Say, well, as a law says you can't pray, I can pray to God, just do it somewhere else. So why does Daniel pray in front of the window? <coughs> does he know that? Doesn't know that. Well, certainly it's public, right? He does it right in front of a window three times a day, <coughs> which has been declared illegal. If they made a law that said you can't be a Christian, what would you do? What? Throw you in a lion's den. You're going to die. Believe me, all over the world, and today, it's still true. People are making laws that you can't be a Christian. Anything happens in Afghanistan. They go take your phone, they look at it, and if you got the Bible printed on there, they're dead. They kill you. You can't be a Christian in Afghanistan. All around the world, there are places where you can't be a Christian. You're not allowed by the law. Now, Daniel <coughs> decides what? It's time... To take a stand. Time to take a stand. All right. So, are you afraid? Let me ask you a question. Are you afraid to admit that you're a Christian? Most people are. Most people are. Most people don't want people to know that you're a Christian. That's why Daniel's extraordinary. He's what? Wise? No flaws? I'd like to be that? I'd like to be that. I'd love to be that. Wise and no flaws. <coughs> so uh, he says, I'm praying in front of the window. Why? Let me ask you, do you pray in public in a restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. 
See, it's pretty hard to think like Daniel. You know why? Because he says it's all for God. I can't deny God. I'm not going to say I not, don't want to serve him. I refuse to say that. Everything in my life is for God. And so if this ends my life, it ends it. I am not going to say I'm a coward. First of all, I'm not going to say that. And I am not going to say my God isn't real. He is real. And so I'm going to pray in front of the window. Does he know what's going to happen? Pretty sure they're after him. He knows. It said that he knew they signed the law. Then he went and prayed. So he's, he's, he's a very courageous man. But there's a reason sometimes to be courageous. It has to do with God. All right, now let's see how the king is doing. They put him, by the way, a stone on top of it. That's not a little rock like this. It's probably a rock this big. And there's a hole in the ground. It's a cave. The lions are down in the cave and they roll this big old rock over stone and then he seals it or he takes wax and pours it over the stone and puts his ring on it and now it's got his seal in the wax. That means it's sealed up and nobody can open it. Daniel's down in there. Verse 18. Music, yeah. It was probably spelled different. Yeah. That's a that's an old way of spelling, yeah. Brought before him and his sleep went for him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in the past So who's in the lion's den? You sure? God. You sure? Who's in the lion's den? Lions. Who else? How about the king? I think he's in the lion's den. I think he's being tortured. I think he's saying to himself, man, this is really a mess. And he can't sleep. And he doesn't want any music playing when he's so miserable. And he's considering this as this is, I really messed up. I think he's in the lion's den more than Daniel. Why? Keep going. Next verse, 20. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? So what's a lamentable voice? Yeah, right. It's about being really, really depressed. And he's, oh, Daniel, are you down there? I kid your God save you. Why does he say it like that? He's not so sure that that can happen. He really doesn't think anybody can save anybody from these hungry lions. 
So I think he's been in the lion's den maybe more than Daniel. Daniel's just got some big furry pillows he can rest on down there, okay? King can't sleep. So who's in the lion's den? Okay, verse 21. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth. They have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocency was found in me, but and also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded they should take Daniel up out of the lion's den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den in no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his So they threw him in a lion's den. He doesn't even get scratched. On the way down, it's a den. It's a hole in the ground. All right? They didn't say, here, we'll let you down easy so they can eat. Just throw him in. And he comes out without a scratch, nothing on him. Comes out, they're perfectly unscarred. The lion's he said they, it, God shut their mouths, all right? He shut the lion's mouth. They couldn't open their mouths around Daniel. So it's a pretty amazing story. <coughs> Let's see what happens next. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the dead bodies, and their children, and So these guys that tricked the king into signing this law, he says, we did what you said. He's been in the lion's den all night. Now you're going down there. Ready? Down he goes. Said before they hit the ground, the lions already ate them. Just one bite and you're dead. And he said, he threw your wives in, your kids in, all of them. Everybody goes in. It's a pretty violent time to live. You know, if a king keeps a bunch of lions to feed, you know, he's a tough guy. They're tough hombres, okay? <clears throat> and so you mess with this king, but say they're going to throw your whole family in. So who was better off? Better off to stand up for God. Yeah, better off to kneel by the window, no matter what. Better off to say, hey, I believe in God, I don't care what you do. You can't stop me. And I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I'm not ashamed to follow. Right, so Daniel, is there a hymn book up here, anybody? Ah, okay, spread them around. So everybody can see one. Look at page 355. <coughs> I don't think they're in that one. You got to have one of these. 355. What's the name of it? Dare to be a Daniel. Okay, read the first verse, Phoebe. Standing by a purpose true, heeding God's command, 
Honor them, the faithful few, all hail to Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. What's his purpose firm? God. I'm going to stand up for God. I am not, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do to me, what you say. I will stand up for God. He dares to do it. Read the next verse. Two. Many mighty men are lost, daring not to stand. Who for God had been a host by joining Daniel's band? Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to be. Dare to stand alone. Dare to have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. Okay, he says, a lot of people seem like they're pretty brave, but they're afraid to go as far as Daniel did. That's the question I ask you. Are you afraid to admit you're a Christian? Verse 3. Many giants, great and tall, stalk, stalking through the land, heading to the earth with fall if Okay, so there's some giants, or there's some things that are way bigger than we are, more powerful than we are. Giants, all right? He says, how are you going to beat them? Well, Daniel's kind of people who stands up for what's right comes out in the end in verse 4. So what are we fighting against? Powers of darkness. There are evil powers in this world that want to destroy God, do whatever they can against God. And so he says, you want to stand up and be known, make yourself heard, then do like Daniel did. Stand up and don't be afraid. Now it looks how, how right it comes out in the end. Verse 25. sends out a letter to his whole kingdom. Now that's the whole world at that time. They, the Babylonians ran the world from Asia Minor all the way out to uh, Asia, down all the way to Egypt. They were in control of the world. When Belshazzar lost it all, Darius and Cyrus are in charge of the world. There's a whole world to know. There's a God who can do signs. What does he mean, signs? What's a sign? More than that. Message what? Jesus did signs. What signs did Jesus do? Miracles. 
like healed people, right? He's got people that are blind. He heals them. That's a sign. Sign of what? More. More. Who is he? He's God. He can do these things that you can't do. I can't heal anybody. Can you? I can't raise people from the dead. I can't walk on water. Jesus did all those things, all right? You can't either. So it's a sign to say, if he can walk on that water, he's God. If he can heal that blind man, he's God. So Darius says, this God can do things, proving that he is real and powerful. And what he did was what? Shut the lion's mouth. He did a little more than that, because a lion could kill you with that thing there. <laughs> One, th one swipe, he'd take your head off. Lion. So he turned those, those big, ferocious, starving lions into little pussy cats. He just calmed down. I said, calm down. That's my friend down there. I'm going to take care of him. All right, so that's a sign that God did. And, and Darius is smart enough to say, hey, look. No. Everybody else we threw in the lion's den and were eaten before they hit the ground. But not him. There's got to be something different about him. What is it? It's a sign. What's a sign? God is real. God is proof. So it's worth standing by the window and praying. Because God is real. Okay? It's an important chapter. Fun, fun one. Important one. Dare to be a Daniel. Okay, good, thanks.